Jesus' name, I thank you that you'll watch over your word to perform it tonight. I thank you, Father, that as the word goes out, that the anointing of God will go out with that word, and that it will cause hearts and minds to change and be softened to your spirit and to your word. I thank you, Father, for a bountiful harvest to come out of this word that is sown into each and every person's lives that hears this word. In Jesus' name, amen. My goodness. Well, concerning, (laughs) I want to start out with a joke. Concerning these masks that we have been uh, made to wear at work, it turned out (laughs) just after we started having to wear them, I came out and I told this one RN at work, I said, oh my gosh, I said, this, I can't get away from this smell of poop that's all around me. I said, it just won't go away. And anyways, she was so, uh, what was the word that I put? She was so sincere when she said it. She said, do you have a breath mint? She said, take a breath mint. It'll help. I thought, oh my gosh, (laughs) it was from me. I never would have connected the two, (laughs) never until she said it. So anyways, from then on, I always make sure to carry (laughs) breath mints at work, (laughs) because you just never know. (laughs) So anyways, that's a word of wisdom to you. (laughs) My gosh. Yes, in Jesus' name, they are gone. (laughs) Thing of the past. My gosh. Well, if um, this message is kind of, uh, probably most of you are already tithers and givers, but I wanted to share with a lot of people because there's a lot of new people that have been coming into the church lately and that are hearing online and everything. So I wanted to share what we've learned about tithing over the years because we've been here a long time, and we came in as brand newbies, not knowing a thing about tithing and giving offerings. And so I wanted to encourage you that if you've never tithed before, to start where you're at. It's never too soon or too late to start tithing, because once you start tithing, you open the floodgates of heaven to come into your life and to change your life, to make a lasting um, difference in your life. Now, Paul and I started tithing, I think it was probably, it was either the first or second week that we ever came to New Covenant Ministries. Uh, Pastor Gary was teaching on tithing, And where Paul and I were, (laughs) the very first Sunday that we came to the church was that we had just got together, and I had told him, unless you start coming to church with me, I will not come back with our two girls, because I had separated from him for about four months. And so he promised me, as soon as I came back, that we'd be in church And he was true to his word. Our very first Sunday back, when I came back in Nova Scotia, I came back on July 1st with the girls, and we were in church. And so 
what happened was um, we, during the time that I was gone, Paul had, um, had had to get by paying the rent and paying all the bills and everything, the utilities and, and phone and everything. He had to get by by living off of the credit cards. And then when he said that he would bring me back with the girls, his mother had told me, she said, you make him bring you back. He said, she said, it has to cost him something. This is his mother that's telling me this. She said, don't you dare go back to Nova Scotia unless he pays the way. You make him pay because he's going to remember that. And he said, she said, she, um, he is going to put value on you. And so anyways, I thought, his mama's not no fool. <laughs> so I obeyed his mother. <laughs> and I told him that. And so we were deep in debt. <laughs> when I came back, <laughs> our rent was 800 a month, <laughs> and uh, plus all the utilities and everything else. And uh, I, I had to get a job, so I was making very little. Uh, I got a part-time job at the groceries or the little 7-Eleven that was around the corner. So I worked like eight hours a week or something like that. I had just had Candace, so um, <laughs> she was an infant at that time, and I was just getting back to where I could work. So our income was almost nothing. It was Paul's income and basically nothing. <laughs> Whatever I made, that went towards groceries. <laughs> and so when Pastor Gary taught about tithing, we were going, whoa. <laughs> there was nowhere for us to go but up because <laughs> we were so far under the barrel. <laughs> we were in the dirt. <laughs> and so um, the one of the first scriptures that he Pastor Gary talked about was uh, Malachi 3, verses 10 and 11. And they, these verses were revolution to, revolutionary to Paul and I. It says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse with the, or the church, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me. God said to prove him. Now herewith, says the Lord of hosts or the Lord of armies, if I'll not open you the windows of heaven and pour, I want to I emphasize, that's not a dribble, and it's not a drabble, and it's not a sprinkle. God said he's going to pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I'll rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast your fruit before the time in the field, says the Lord of hosts. Now, <laughs> with our, um, with as far in debt as we were, uh, we started tithing in that, and we were able to um, find a Christian that was willing to rent uh, a duplex to us, a side of a duplex to us. And in this duplex, there was uh, an oil tank in the bottom, in the basement. And so in the wintertime, at that time, um, when we had moved into that new place, because it was cheaper rent, <laughs> when we moved into that place, the oil tank would tend to creep down to the zero. 
the oh, empty spot. And so what we did was, as a family, we'd gather the girls together with us, and we'd all lay hands, even Candace, she was like a year old. <laughs> we'd all lay our hands on the oil tank, and we would pray and thank God that God was no respecter of persons, what he did for the the woman in the Bible um, with making the oil multiply, he would do that for us. <laughs> and so we did that like all the time. <laughs> we never ran out. That's right. The one time it was so cool. Um, we had such a mild spell. This was like the end of November and it was cold. It had got super, super cold outside. Well, we ran into such a mild spell <laughs> when we prayed and laid hands on that tank. I'll tell you, it got so hot outside for the end of November, I had to open up the windows to let the warm air come into the house because the, the air inside the house was colder than <laughs> the air outside. And that stayed up like for a good week or so until his uh, unemployment check came in. And then another time, it turned out we were blessed with some money, enough money. At that time, you could buy $100 worth of oil, and they'd come out and fill your tank for $100. So another time that happened, we were given some money. And then another time um, after that, uh, it just didn't run out. <laughs> you know, it was reading empty, but... It stayed. We had heat and we had hot water until his unemployment check came in. Like God was so good and he was so merciful. You know, so so God will meet you where you're at. You just have to believe his word and to to accept that he's going to do it for you, <laughs> no matter where you are. And you know what? The cool thing about tithing is that that when you tithe, that God's not trying to take your money from you. He's trying to get money to you. So that opens up. It's like a bank account. <laughs> and God will be able to keep bringing stuff from, from all kinds of different resources. God is not limited in his resources to get money to you and to get the things that you need to you. Uh, so another thing that I wanted to let you know when we started coming to the church was that we learned about the power of the Holy Ghost. And we both got filled with the power of the Holy Ghost and with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And when I had first got uh, filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, I did not feel any power. And I, was, I had been a Baptist girl when I was a little girl. And that, and we hadn't really ever had teaching on the Holy Ghost. So I kept thinking, God, I don't want to have any tradition. I don't want to have any church rituals. I want to know that there is real power. You know, just show me that there is power in speaking in tongues. You said in your word that there is. Father, I want to know it beyond a shadow of a doubt. And so what happened was, uh, Paul ended up having to go pay some um, <laughs> some postdated checks to a guy that we had bought a car from, and so he was bringing a bunch of checks. There was probably about ten or twelve checks that he had to bring to him, and the guy owned a car dealership, and 
Anyways, uh, so I, I told God <laughs> that was um, two things that I was praying for that day was to have a revelation of the power of God, that his Holy Spirit, uh, when you pray in tongues, that there is power there, even though you don't understand it. And also, uh, I was praying for divine favor over Paul, that he would have favor with this guy, because we really could not afford those car payments, <laughs> you know, but we had no choice because he had to have a car. He, at that time, he, his job was to drive around all over HRM trying to sell some street signs or some, uh, some signs for businesses. So he needed a car. <laughs> and so anyways, uh, Paul had gone off to this guy and he had the meeting with him. And I just kept praying in tongues uh, through the whole morning and the afternoon, every time I thought of it, I kept trying to draw my mind back. Oh, yes, I'm praying for Paul, and <laughs> I'm praying for revelation of your power, Father. And uh, Jude 20 says, But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, God calls us his beloved. That is awesome that he accepts us as his beloved. Well, Paul called me later on that day, and this was when I got <laughs> the big revelation. He told me that the guy had said, I don't know why I'm doing this. He said, I just feel like I really need to do this. And Paul said he went and he took the last six checks of the checks that he had given him, and he tore them in half. And, and he said, uh, he said, I really don't know why I'm doing this. He said, it doesn't make sense. So anyways, Paul was thinking, I know why. <laughs> Glory to God. That was miracle debt cancellation. That's the first time I ever saw a miracle debt cancellation. So Paul called me after he, he finished there, and he was all excited about it. And, that, and I thought, thank God, like, God had answered my prayer, and he confirmed that there is power when you pray in the Holy Ghost. If you're having doubts about that, ask God to show you and to confirm his word, because he will. You know, another time, Pastor Gary had told us that we needed to, <laughs> we needed to buy the house. And like a lot of you that are here, you know this story. But um, there's a lot of people that's probably listening on YouTube that don't know um, Pastor Gary told us that we needed to buy a house. Well, at that time, we had gone through orderly payment of debt, and that means it's the second step before bankruptcy. We didn't want to claim bankruptcy because we didn't want to diss all the people that we owed money to. So orderly payment of debts was a program with the government that you, um, you pay. They stop all the interest that's accumulating on whatever debt you owe, and then you pay only um, that amount from then on, and so until it's all paid off. And so everybody, they divide all the bills up, and everybody gets a share until the whole thing's paid off, and you just keep making payments. So anyways, we've been told when we entered that program, they said, no one is going to touch you to give you a mortgage for seven years, so don't even bother trying. <laughs> And then Paul, uh, Pastor Gary comes out <laughs> a while later, <laughs> and he says, 
you guys need to buy a house. He said, we're looking over in Lawrencetown. He said, he said go and look at a, the lots and pick out a, a rock from the place that you want. He said, you really need to, to get a rock and to believe God that you can get a mortgage. Because Paul said, we can't get a mortgage. <laughs> and so anyways, glory to God, we found a mortgage broker this was God. And anyways, the mortgage broker came out and said, I'll find you. I'll find someone that'll give you a mortgage. He said. And he did. And the funny thing about it was that when, um, when they went to sign the final papers or whatever for the mortgage, they came out and they said, yeah. They said, uh, we tried to find your mortgage broker. They said, because uh, we had a couple of questions about the mortgage and that but we couldn't, we couldn't find him. They said that he went off to a tropical island or something, <laughs> and we couldn't get in touch with him. So they said that the bank manager decided to approve the mortgage anyways. <laughs> so I believe that was an angel, and Paul said it must have been an angel <laughs> that had done that. You know, it was so funny. <laughs> they couldn't find the guy anywhere to, to answer the questions. Yeah. Glory to God. <laughs> so then miracles just kept happening with this house. Paul kept going every before work and after work. He'd go and pray in the spirit over the, the house and the lot as it was being built. And anyways, uh, uh, some of the miracles, the deck was built debt-free by the builder because they said that it was a miscommunication on their part. Therefore, we did not have to pay for the deck. Praise God. We had no clue how to pay for or how to build a deck because it was sweat equity <laughs> for part of the payment. So anyways, that happened. Then we were told we had to buy kitchen cupboards, and we only were budgeted for $4,000 uh, to buy kitchen cupboards. Now, when Paul and I went around looking to try and get kitchen cupboards, Oh my gosh, the cabinet makers, they were all saying $8,000, and that was just enough cupboards just to fit around your sink and to, to go on top of your fridge, and that was it. And I thought, oh my gosh, I wanted a kitchen, a country kitchen where the cupboards are all around, right? In a U shape. And I was thinking, $8,000, so every cabinet play, uh, maker we went to, they were saying that, and we were going, oh my gosh, we only have like $4,000, what are we going to do? So we kept praying in the spirit that God would show us where to go and what to do, because like the time was winding down, and they said, they've got to be here by like um, next week or something, and so anyways, it turned out that we went and we were driving around and Kent had this great big huge banner all around their building on the front and the side of their building up on Portland Street and it said 40% off all kitchen and bathroom cabinets. Anyways, we said, praise God. So we went there, we were able to get the kitchen cupboards and the bathroom cupboards and everything uh, all done and then uh, they were cheap enough that because it was like 40% off of them, and uh, we were able to get them even installed in the kitchen. So glory to God. God made a way where there was no way, where it kept looking so impossible. 
And then I remember also when I was sitting there during praise and worship, when we went to move in to the place, uh, <laughs> the week that we had to move out of our, our apartment to get into the uh, house, turned out that was the exact same week that the church was having a convention. And anyways, and everybody, all our friends that we knew in Nova Scotia, all our families back in Ontario, there was no calling the families to come and help to move. And so all our friends were in the church, and all the, all the friends in the church were busy at the convention. <laughs> so there was no way that we could ask them to help us to get moved in. So we were going, oh my gosh, and we were just praying in the Holy Ghost, try, trying to figure out what on earth we were going to do. And anyways, glory to God. It turned out that uh, a moving company, we found out that a moving company had been hired and they ended up coming and moving our stuff from the house, uh, from the apartment into the house. And glory to God, thank you, Jesus, for that, because we'd have had no way to get out of that apartment on the 30th or 31st when we had to be out, you know. So anyways, every single step of the way, God was making a way for us. <laughs> so I wanted to let you know that. Yeah, and then jobs. Paul kept getting better and better paying jobs all the time. Uh, we, as, we were, uh, as we were tithing, the only money we really ever had to give for offerings was Whatever change I found in my purse, I'd be looking <laughs> through my change purse at the time. Whatever money I had in my purse, that was going in for offering all the time, every single Sunday and Thursday night, you know. And anyways, Paul's job just kept getting better every time, you know. And then uh, another time we ended up learning about miracle uh, debt... Uh, uh, what the world was it? Debt forgiveness. Well, the debt cancellation came from uh, the other one with the checks. But um, this was debt forgiveness that I had learned from John Avanzini. And he said, you can use debt forgiveness as a seed if you have debts that you want to get rid of. And so what I did, uh, the Bible says, if you believe the prophet... <laughs> that you'll get a prophet's reward if you act on it. So anyways, I went and I wrote a letter to my husband, my ex-husband. <laughs> Sorry about that, Paul. <laughs> wrote a letter to my ex-husband and told him, I told Paul, I said, he's going to think I'm completely nuts. I was willing to forgive him of $1,200 child support that he had owed me. And... Uh, I said, you don't owe anything to me from now on. I said, just con consider it completely paid in full that you don't need to give it to me at all. I said, I release you from that debt. I said, you can show this to your lawyer if you want, and that because it was through the courts and stuff. So anyways, not even a month later, we ended up receiving 
debt forgiveness of $4,500, because I looked it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it was through the courts again <laughs> that we received $4,500 cancellation. So, you know, God is so good. When you believe his word and the prophets, you'll get those rewards. <laughs> you know, another time, Pastor Gary had talked about this before, Pastor Gary um, and Pastor Nancy came with us on a trip, and uh, there was uh, we pulled in <laughs> into this Irving truck stop or wherever it was, some kind of truck stop, and some guy in a great in great big white overalls had come up to us after Paul parked the car and said, uh, or the van and said, uh, "You need to get your vehicle into the shop." He said, I noticed that something's wrong with your wheels. He said, you better get that looked at while you're in the restaurant. So anyways, Paul did that. And it turned out that there was two tires that they, and the, the wires were sticking through, <laughs> sticking out of the rubber <laughs> and that on both wheels. So glory to God. And like, there's no way. The guy had walked from the garage all the way across the parking lot to where we were parked. And he told us that. So like pastors said, you know, it, it more than likely was an angel that <laughs> was telling us, get your car looked at. <laughs> And we couldn't find them, yeah, because uh, they were going to go and thank the guy for letting us know about the wheels. And anyways, they said that there was no one that worked there that looked like that. <laughs> so anyways, glory to God. Another time we learned about the prayer of petition. And uh, so uh, what that is, is you write down three or four prayer requests that you have from God that... Things that you're believing for, be very specific about what you're believing for. Then you leave about a paragraph underneath, room for a paragraph underneath each of the things that you're believing God for. And then you go to the Bible, you find three or four scriptures concerning each thing that you want uh, God to do for you. And when you do that, you write those scriptures down, and then you sign the bottom of the page and you uh, date it, and you, th you get someone to witness it with you, either your spouse or you get someone to come into agreement with you that on that day, you took that to God in prayer, and that you believe his word, and that that word is going to come to pass. The Bible says, in the mouths of two or three witnesses, everything shall be established. And anyways, we got so many things done that way. A lot of times it was believing for better jobs that we were doing. And the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 1, 20 to 22, it says, For all the promises of God are in him, yes, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. Now he which establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us, is God, who has sealed us and given the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. Now, the word earnest means down payment or purchase money or property given in advance as security for the rest. It's kind of like when someone gives you an engagement ring and promises marriage. You know, that's kind of the idea of earnest. So 1 John 5, 14 and 15 says, 
And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. And so from that time on, the only thing you are to do is to thank God that it is done and stand on that word and on those promises. So uh, I have some more, but I'm going to stop because it's time. (laughs) So anyways, I guess I'll have to continue next time. The rock, yes. Uh, Pastor Gary had told us for the property, he said, uh, you go, when you find the lot that you want to buy, he said, get a rock off the property, he said, so that you can pray over it and lay hands on it and claim it in Jesus' name. And so that's what we did. We obeyed Pastor Gary because he was the man of God in our lives. So every time at mealtime, we, we brought the rock in, we washed it up, <laughs> set it on our dining room table in the center, and then we would have the girls and uh, Paul and I all laid hands on it. We'd say grace, and then we'd thank God for our new house. Even we started doing that from the time we got the rock, even though we were going through the time that... Uh, Uh, The guy had said, you know, um, uh, I can't find anyone (laughs) that's going to accept your mortgage (laughs) and that I can't find anyone right now. And then this other guy came out and said, I'll find you a mortgage, (laughs) which he did, (laughs) you know. So anyways, the power of prayer and the power of agreement. (laughs) And it was applying faith, yeah. We applied faith to what... Pastor Gary had suggested for us, and we applied faith to God's word. And God's word always comes true. It it never returns void. So I want to encourage you, if you don't tithe, you need to start tithing. If you don't sow and and give offerings, you need to, to give offerings. And when you sow, make sure you name your seed. If you don't name your seed, then you are just donating with no expectations. That's all you're doing. And money is too precious. You need to, to sow it with a purpose so that you can reap a harvest off of that. And the way that you reap a harvest is that you speak it. You call in those finances. You send the angels out to come in from the north, south, east, and west, bring in our finances. I'll tell you, I did that constantly, daily, three and four times a day when we we had absolutely nothing. We're leaving God for food, you know, and uh, we're living very comfortably now. But, you know, I, I was realizing today, I hardly think to send those angels out, and I need to get on that. I need to be very, very, (laughs) yeah, diligent about that. Do not get comfortable where you are. You know, once uh, the bills start getting paid and you start getting caught up in that, don't give the devil a foothold. You keep pressure on him by sending those angels out and uh, calling those finances in. So I want to let you know if you guys want prayer for anything, Paul and I will 
will pray with you. And, you know, all through that time, while we were tithing and giving offerings, um, I was believing God for our marriage to get better. And um, at that time, um, I had got to where I was really sore and achy in my thigh area, in my hip. And I was walking like an old woman for probably about a good year and a half. Every time I sat down, when I went to get up, I'd have shooting pains in my hip and my thigh. And I was going, oh, my gosh. And the only thing I would say, because it hurt so bad, I'd be grinding my teeth and I'd be saying, in the name of Jesus, you get off me. And you know what I had to do to get rid of it? Um, There was a physiotherapist that was coming to our church at that time. And Pastor Gary had taught a message saying, you've got to be specific. When you're speaking to something, you have to be specific and name it. Everything in heaven and earth has a name. You have to name it. So I went to her and I asked her what the name of that joint was that was in my hip area or fire area, wherever it was that was causing me all that pain. And so she told me the name. It was a great big long name. I don't even remember the name of it, but I wrote it down and I prayed over it all the time and uh, commanded it that it had to leave my body and my body had to be healed and whole. And you know, sometime within the next two months, I don't know when it was, it was, it just went. And I've never had a problem with it. Like I was in my thirties then and I am 60 now. I have absolutely no pain. And the same with my knee. I had knee problem the same way. And uh, that pain just went. I don't know when. You know, so God, the tither's blessing. You can't afford not to tithe is what I'm saying. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.